0: Thank <laughs> you. All oh, my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome back to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt. Episode 35, man, we're back in the building. Special episode, Sunday night edition, NFL week one, man, we're in the building, man. we back at it, man. Coach Kurt, what's going on over there, man?
1: Hey, man, just, just ready to get into these uh, topics and talk a little bit. You know, want to leave a little time for the heavy topics, so uh, I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good, man. Hey, listen, it's Victory Saturday, Sunday for me, man. I'm good over here. You know, Charles got that nice victory in D.C. today. You right, know, came to right, my and right. got that W, so I'm with it, man. I'm good. I'm taking a beating in fantasy, though. I have real. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Ugly.
0: it's ugly for me in fantasy right now. But And I hope that's not a, a precursor what my life is going to be like for the next uh, three <laughs> months. You know, my team wins. My fantasy team sucks. But we're going to take it one day at a time. One day at a time. That's
1: yes, all uh, you can do.
0: Yeah, that's it, man. So, uh, man, we got a lot of topics to talk about, man. There's a lot of things going on. We, Coach Kurt and I have been deliberating all week about some things. Things weighing heavy on our heart, man. It's 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 a lot a lot of disgust. I'm not even sure we're gonna be able to get a whole everything in on this show, but we're gonna try. Right, we're gonna right, try, right. man. We're gonna try. There's one topic I'm 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 uh I'm against. I'm gonna say it on I'm, I'm gonna say it on air. He wants to talk okay. about it. I don't want to talk about it. But we but I I'm I'm a team player, so you know, that's my brother. So I'm I'm gonna do my best <laughs> to get my honor. Un- Unbiased p- political opinion on it, a sports <laughs> political opinion on it. So we're gonna get into it, man. Uh first up, man, we're gonna start with the reaction. Uh we got a couple NBA, uh I guess you can say quick topics. Quick right, topics right, that we're right. gonna discuss real quick. Um, but yeah, to start off with the never ending saga Ben Simmons. <laughs> shaking my head, shaking my head, shaking my head. Yeah. That's all I really can do with that about that guy, man. I really, I really I'm 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 struggling. I'm struggling to to report on him at this point. It's it's getting it's getting ridiculous. Uh-huh. It's getting uh-huh. ridiculous. Side, uh, you know, to the point now he's 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 getting more outlandish as by the moment. You know, he he's gone from, you know, he's went to, uh, you know, I don't want to come back. I'm not going to show up to training camp. You know, just at the third, you know, now he told the organization flat out that you know it's not his job to fix his trade value. Right. <laughs> so, it's not your job to fix the trade value, but it is your job to play well. And regardless there whether you're going to be a, 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 a trade candidate or not or be a 76er going forward or not you still got to play better you uh-huh. still got to get better like you can't uh-huh. just you can't think that you're going to be able to take the game that you had in, in LSU or college or high school wherever you thought you was the man at you know and expecting that to translate into the league and, it, and and it's just be what it is you know you can't tell me that nobody that's been decent or great in this in this game in this league has ever not worked on that game Right. You know, right. You, you know, you posting on your social medias, the cars and your little workout videos and things of that nature. But, you know, we come to game time, you disappear. Sure. disappear. So, so what's your take? What's your take on this whole, um, uh, never ending saga, you know, cause we about three or four weeks out of from training camp at this point. And then, you know, the clock is ticking.
1: Well, for me it's real, you know, it's going to be a short take. Um, This is a sign of of, this is a sign to me of a person. I'm not even going to say a player of a person who is deflecting, Hmm. who is doing the it's them, not me. And there's no personal accountability involved. Hmm. Um, And the reason why I say that is because it's one thing to feel disgruntled. It's one thing to feel slighted. It's one thing to even go full James Harden, you Hmm. know, you know, thinking of uh, one of our favorite movies, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say that word that right, uh, Robert right, Downey right. said, but well, you know, know, don't go full. You know, yeah, don't go full uh, James Harden. Yeah, he's went yeah. full James Harden plus some, mm. and don't have James and, Harden talent, and don't have James Harden talent. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this. It's one thing to be this way and have talent. You can get some flex, some some space if your talent supersedes your ignorance.
0: Hmm.
1: When your talent doesn't supersede your ignorance, now you look desperate and thirsty. And what Ben is showing to me- I just want to call man thirsty, but go ahead. He's he's looking thirsty. And what, what Ben is showing me is a lack of personal accountability because it's the statement of, it's not my responsibility to change my draft, uh, to change my trade value. Mm-hmm. Well, if it ain't yours, who is it? Because last time <laughs> right. I checked, they're trading you, which you requested. Yes. Which you requested. Yeah. See, it's not like the 76ers have come out now. If, if reports are true, there have been times when he was up for trading and the 76ers didn't
0: James Harden, <laughs> They had James you know, Harden Jay, the, yeah. the almost done and Ben had to be a part of it and they didn't want to yep. give him up, which I know
1: they're kicking themselves for that. Yep. Now he could be feeling some, some sympathy or some, some sensitivity to that. And maybe as I'm saying it, maybe that's his statement of it's not up for me to, to, to adjust my trade value. But here's the thing, Ben, if you want to get out of Philadelphia, Then give them, give the other teams a reason to want to trade for what Philadelphia is asking for you. If that is your end goal, someone around him needs to sit down with him and say, "Hey, look, let's make you let's make you luring to other teams." Mm -hmm. Now, other teams somewhat want you, but we need you need to be luring. So let's play the other side of it. Let's play perfect teammate, perfect person to get to a new team. Hey, he's showing up to practice. He's working hard. Hey, man, control the narrative. Yeah. Control the narrative. If you Mm. want to get out of here, okay, let's get you out of here. But let's make you advantageous, i.e. a good trade value. Right now, man, people are like, let that mess stay with that mess there have been talks of trading but but ben there is some of it up to you and you got to take some personal accountability because you're playing coaches coach players play gms do gm their gm job but Ben, what you put on tape nobody's happy with nor should you be happy with that that's why i call it personal accountability because at some point as a player and if you're not living in the world of delusion when you look at yourself on film can you really critique your own self and say i'm i would trade for me and unless you're smoking the same Mm. thing rick james said Mm. there's no way i don't think uh, there's no way i think ben simmons is sitting down watching him himself on film and saying yo i would trade for myself so you know that's 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 my take on that man it's it's crazy it's kind of just a new update with the hey um it's not my job to make myself a desirable trade uh desirable player to trade for but hey, if that's the way you feel and that's the way you want to do it, and to say I'm not gonna take any of your calls and I'm not gonna show up, there's been players, man, that's have leverage. Ben, you're your second year into a four-year contract. You have no leverage. Very little. And if I'm the 76ers, I've done I've done the calling, I've done the reaching out. You have you have uh uh dismiss Elton Brand who was a 76er 76er you've dismissed Embiid you've dismissed you've dismissed me as GM I'm calling your agent since we're going to play this I'm calling your agent and saying we expect to see your player first mandatory practice and if not suspension and game checks will start immediately.
0: Well, that's that's where it gets dicey because, you know, I know that um, this is harking back to the Deshaun Watson situation. I'm not sure what the CBA looks like um, in regards to that, but I'm sure um, they're limited in what they can do. As far as that is concerned, it's really why they even playing ball with this, you know, or even entertaining this nonsense, to be honest, you know, because I think uh, – like I said, I'm not sure exactly what the, what the ramifications are, but I think that him him just not showing up, it's a small inkling of a fine they they can probably levy. But he still gets a lot of his money, you know. I think that's I think that's the issue. They like, well, no matter what, we lose and we're the 76ers because we still got to pay these millions of dollars. We're only finding him thousands of dollars, you know, per day that he's not showing up. So you're still not recouping a whole lot, you know. And you know, it's it's pennies on a dollar. He does. You're recouping. You know, you might be recouping fifty thousand dollars a day when he's making a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a day. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, just just to throw some numbers out there. So it's it's it, You know, they they. It's a good and bad thing when it comes to the collective bargaining, the collective, bargaining that, collective bargaining agreement in that regard because, you know, for both leagues, you know, players can't hold out. Players can, you know, opt out, not show up, and force trades now because they have more leverage, in that regard. So again, if you got a lot of if you you if you offer up a lot of guaranteed money. In this, in to this guy on on the front end, and then he becomes disgruntled on the back end. The organization is kind of stuck, you know. So you got to look at it from that from that breath as well. But again, you know, it just really just depends on what exactly they're trying to get done. You know, I think that I think it's going to be a little bit of a give and take with both parties if you ask me, because I think that Ben is going to have to, like to your point, he's going to have to, you know, show show a different attitude because nobody, a teammate nor is going to look at you thinking that I'm going to change my life if right. we trade for you right now because of your attitude and then you know and then again the 76 is going to have to come down off their asking price as well you know because it's just you just not you understand, Like so we said this last week you know you just you're, a guy that's a elite defensive player is 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 a, is a lost commodity you know that's not a that's not a not something I'm going out there looking for nowadays I'm looking for somebody that can score I'm looking for somebody to put the ball in the basket. You know, like I said, that's why James Harden's trade value was way higher than uh, Ben Simmons is. And, and, and look at it like this. You know, the, the, he's pretty much asking for the same thing they got for James Harden. It, it's not going to play out. It is not. So, again, how long we how long we going to be for the breaking point? Like, are we really going gonna, gonna to get down to training camp and they're going to make a move? Or we just start a season where We are going to make a move, you know, and they just realize that he's just not going to be there? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the end game is for this, but somebody will have to... Budge off their stance, and they both, you know, standing firm on their uh, ideologies and what they want to do. Ben don't want to budge in what he what he wants to do with his life, and neither does the seven sisters. They don't want they want to be able to come out of this and say we won the trade, you know, in 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 a certain regard, we can help our franchise going forward. When to be honest with you, you waited too long. Now it's just time to cut bait. That's that's why I, that's why I land with it. It is time to yeah. cut bait.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. I t- but I tell you. The price that they asking, they're not going to get it.
0: Never. Never. You're never going to get that. Like like I said, they're asking for James Harden type prices when he's not a player like of James Harden's caliber. James Harden's offensive ability is way more valuable to any team in the NBA right now. The way the NBA game is played than Ben Simmons' defensive, defensive ability is. That's, right. that's period. It's right. an offensive of driven league. Both leagues, NFL and NBA, are all geared towards offense. Offense ticket sales, you know, media revenue, things of that nature. It's about putting... Money in in pockets, it ain't about right. defense. So your 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 ability to be a defensive specialist, a stopper, an elite defender, defensive player of the year, whatever you want to call it, you know. Mm-hmm. Ask Rudy Bear, you know how many how many millions of dollars or how many asking of his uh, services have people gotten all because all the defensive trophies he's won.
1: Right,
0: <laughs> you know. So I mean, you know, being a defensive stopper, it's, just, it's not going to get it done. You're going to have to work on your offensive game if you want to be. Uh, viable in this in this league and right now what you got on film right now ain't gonna cut
1: it yeah 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 so that's you know we've talked about that but that's the thing with uh being and for any young person listening please don't take the route of executing this if you're not happy with your current situation play yourself out of your situation meaning show up give your absolute best and you know what respect your name respect what you put on film
0: and respect your brand. I mean, no, take, care, take, care your your brand.
1: Your, take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, so, have some self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I had to say. You know, that's how I'm my, my feeling on Ben. And uh, again, we're 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 in similar we're in similar waters that we're swimming in when we feel like, you know, this right here is just, you know, it's going to be something that we'll notice and we'll be rolling our eyes and blowing. You know, and taking a deep breath and sigh and being like this guy. But uh mm. yeah, it's gonna be funny going going forward. Um with that, man, I know this is your team. What's your take on uh Westbrook's impact on the Lakers this year?
0: Why are you asking me? You wouldn't wanna talk about
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna talk about it. I just want Wait, I'm, ladies I'm, and gentlemen, that is the clear sign of my name is Wes. I ain't in this mess and I don't want no part of it. So, oh. uh, <laughs> I'm, so I'll let I you go this. first
0: and I, I'm, I'll, I'll rebut, you know, if, if, uh, if, if need be, but I'll let you uh, ride this train.
1: Listen, I think Russell's impact on the Lakers is going to be, uh, well, well received and a great return on investment. I just really believe that I believe what Russell's going to bring to the Lakers is, um, that energy fire and the ability to understand his position. I really don't think that Russell's going to have a problem um, playing off the ball or not having primary control of the basketball. I think what he's shown uh, the past five plus years, uh, I think it's the last five out of seven, possibly where he's been tops in assists. I think he definitely will be able to fill the role. Uh, Again, never heard that Russell Westbrook has not been a top-tier teammate. And with playing with LeBron and AD, I I believe that Russell understands that um, he gets the the basketball in their hands, he gives the max assist, and he will be able to play off the ball, the give-and-go game. And I think we're going to see probably We're going to see Russell's best season. That's my hot take. I think we're going to see Russell's best season playing uh, with the Lakers. And I mainly wanted to talk about this because of the discussion uh, that some people had with the uh, video that Russell put out when, you know, he was playing against someone And he dunked and he screamed and people was like, why is he doing that? Look at the people he's going against X, Y, and Z. Russell is Russell, you know, and he's going to go 100% whether uh, it's (laughs) whether it's the NBA or it's people he's practicing against, which I love. And when I see a player that's putting himself in game time position, I just love it. And I think that fire that he plays with that energy is going to be infectious. We're going to see it elevate LeBron. We're going to see it elevate AD. And I'm talking about from an energy and fire perspective, not from per se, uh, their game. When Russell steps on the floor, you know that you're getting a player going max and going to give you your absolute all. And when you around that kind of fire, you're either going to get burned or you're going to elevate and I think this is going to elevate the Lakers, so that's my take. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am completely on total polar opposite of this situation. I swear, complete total polar opposite. I, I just I don't like it. I didn't I didn't like it at the time it happened, and I'm just at this point it's done. And then I can do about it. I just got to hope for the best. Now I will say he probably will be successful. Now this is one of those those long cons. You know, this is one of those long. I had a slow play. I'm a slow playing this particular uh, take. Because I feel like it's gonna be, it's gonna be uh, fool's gold early, you know. It's gonna be good, and and you know, when you are playing teams, you know, you're not playing teams back to back. You're playing one team one night, next team you play another team. You're not playing, you know, a seven game series. It's, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be some success in it. I, I think it is, you know. I think especially when those nights where LeBron or AD need to take a night off or whatever the case may be, and it could be Russell's show. I think that that particular aspect of it will be fine. I think we'll win games. I think we'll be in one of the top top tier teams in the West, um, in the regular season, but I just don't think his game, messaging with LeBron AD's game, doesn't translate into uh, playoff wins, in my opinion. Because I feel like Russell and to, to to hear you say that nobody feels like you know nobody's ever actually come out and said he's a bad teammate. Russell is isn't, isn't a bad guy. He's just a bad person to play against, play with, I should say, because he he's a one man band. He's always been a one man band. You know, that's right, reason why KD left. Reason why he didn't he didn't last in Washington, the reason why he didn't last in Houston. You know, he's been on four teams in four years, you know, for, for that particular reason. He's a high usage guy. He's only effective when he's a high usage guy. You know, and as much as I love Allen Iverson, the reason same reason why Allen Iverson was a highly successful or NBA champion, because he's a high usage guy. He's only effective if he's a high usage guy. And that and being, you can't be a high usage guy with two dogs on your team already. You can't. We saw we saw who he what he was or who he is when he was with, with Harden that one year, is that when Harden was the primary ball handler and he was the one uh, dominating the, the the possessions, you know he was largely ineffective because he's not a he's not a dominant outside shooter, he's a, he's a go to the basket get fouled and an assist guy. Now if he's only completely happy with creating and facilitating the whole year, which I doubt, you know then then that might be okay, but I mean unless he assumes that role and he's cool with it, and he's comfortable with it enough just to be competitive and try to win a title, then fine. That's But that's the only way it's going to work. But sooner or later, you know, it's going to become, you know, it's one of those things where too many strong personalities in the locker room is going to is going to spill over. You know, LeBron has a strong personality, so is AD. And then you got Russell Westbrook coming in with his strong personality. I just think it's too much. I think it's too much. Now, you know, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly how much Carmelo Anthony's going to be able to keep the peace, you know, but... I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to. It's a, it's a combustible situation, and I feel like I feel like Rondo being in the locker room too is another issue. Well, I that was, I'm concerned about that as well because Westbrook and Rondo don't love each other, you know. So I just think it's, it's a combustible situation, and I think Russell's the, is the center at all of this. I would honestly, truly rather uh, have Demar Derozan and bring Rondo back than have Russell Westbrook. To be honest, because I feel like that fits better, because Derozan's not gonna come in and impede on anything, but. But we'll see we'll see how it goes
1: Yeah, yeah, so this is gonna be a good one because we're we're clearly on the opposite ends of this spectrum So this is gonna be a great season to watch um What happens and what rolls out so? Yes, I look forward to this because that's gonna be a little bit of a debate, baby. Oh, you know, it's gonna be a debate, man. Yeah. Right?
0: Like I said, I'm just slow ploy because you're gonna be cheering and and hyping it up all throughout the regular season when we win and we'll be anywhere between a one and three seed in the in the West. You know, depending on how things go and injuries shake out things like that, because it's something that's as inevitable as injuries. But you know, uh-huh. but I think that still that you know, when it come playoff time, I'm gonna be shaking my head like I told you.
1: It's gonna be a good one I look so forward to it I just can't wait till you just be like Kurt
0: listen I, listen if we, if I, we love, always,
1: I love Russell so
0: much no, I'm He's never gonna such say that. I'm never I'm never gonna say that I, but I will He's, say that I that you're right if we win a title <laughs> I will I will probably say you're right well as I'm ordering my you know next championship uh towel hat t-shirt all that good stuff right you know then then I will happily say you're right
1: but I would never say and I like. You're gonna say Russell's a handsome I would, never, of I would a man. never. I would never. I would never. Never in your life. <laughs> never. never. Never in the history of Neverdom. Neverdom. Oh man. Never so listen, do. listen, man. Hey, we're so excited for everyone that's been joining us, for everyone that's been tuned tuned in, and for everyone that is on with us right now. Thank you uh, for being here and for everyone that's going to watch this on a replay. We appreciate you guys Uh, keep coming in, keep joining us. Um, You know, we, we made a, made a little adjustment, but normally we're on Saturdays at 9 PM Eastern, giving you all the, the real life recaps and the barbershop conversation. So listen, it is a great season right now. NFL football is in the air. Cut grass. The, the the sweat the 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 energy the, the hot dogs the beer and and if depending on what stadium you are uh there might be some fights and some <laughs> anger and some nachos and cheese being thrown right. around but listen we're in full tilt of football and so with that let's jump into this nfl section um week one is in full tilt we are now on the second half of our games with the Sunday night game Uh kick, that kicked off at 820 Eastern, 720 Central uh, between the Bears and the Rams That is kicked off. But listen, man, let's hold jump on, into hold, these... on,
0: hold on, coach. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. What, what <laughs>
1: happened? Uh, what? I, Don't do it. I feel like you're about to break something.
0: I am. I am. I, because what? Andy Dalton has thrown a pick already, and Justin Fields Is is completed a nine yard pass.
1: Wait a minute. Just Justin is in the game now. He completed a
0: pass. I'm looking at the box score. I'm not looking at the game, but Justin is in well, he was now. The Rams have the ball now, but in the first series, Andy was one or two four yards. One of those two complete what that 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 incompletion was a pick that that killed the drive. But Justin Fields is, is played already today. So uh, we, we, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a developing story, but keep but, but keep on with you, come on, keep on keep the party going. I just want to <laughs> put that out there. Hey, put that you out know
1: there. they may be doing they may be doing the dual. Listen, man, I look I with you even saying that my 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 mind started turning of uh-huh. uh, strategy. So I'm gonna keep
0: watching. We gonna yeah. get into the segment, but I'm gonna keep watching. Yeah. I just want to let you know that he's he's he's, in the, he's, he's been in the game. He can yeah. play, he's one of one for nine yards. I just want to wow. put that out there. But go wow. ahead. But go ahead and keep the party
1: going. So what's your week one reactions? What's your takeaway uh (laughs) any shocks out there?
0: A lot. First of all, I I just wanna, you know, for those guys in my pick'em league, I just wanna say I I, man, it was rough. Again, I say I'll be taking a kick. I asked kicking on my uh on my fantasy this week, but uh it's a lot of shocks. I mean, I mean, we list we can we can list them down the line. (laughs) You name it. We can list it, but uh yeah. First, the first one, the biggest one that I saw uh, early on was um, uh, the, the Bengals. <laughs> like, yes, like, yes, like, yes. Like, like, what happened there? Like, somebody help me and tell me what happened there, because I wasn't expecting that. Like, you know, I was watching. I was clearly, I was locked into the Chargers game, but I, what I was, I was doing. I had my iPad on my Sunday ticket, and I had my Chargers game on the big screen so uh right. but i was getting score updates and i'm like damn listen the bengals they were literally dominating the entire game the they let them back in at the end you know uh vikings but yeah they were literally they was i mean it was what 14 7 at half and then they 21 to 14 yeah so it was definitely additional game but they led the whole game you know they right. the, the Bengals. the bengals didn't uh get tied up until the uh fourth quarter they gave up 10 in the fourth quarter but i was shocked at that Another one i was shocked at is by the eagles the Eagles, are three, I mean, they just ran over the, the Falcons, thirty-two to six. I wasn't right. them to see that either. I really was expecting the Falcons, you know, for the one of those few wins they might get this year. You know, I was expecting them to beat the Eagles, but uh, Jalen Hurts right. said, "Hold my beer," because <laughs> because uh, 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 35 two sixty-four, and three touchdowns.
1: Wow! Listen, I, I did. You know, I am gonna quickly say about the Eagles. I did watch that Eagle Falcons game, mm-hmm. and I watched the play calling. Okay. They ran a lot of what I consider college-style play calling, similar to what he did at Oklahoma. Right, a he lot had of inside zone too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: He, they ran a lot of inside zone, mm. outside zone, quarterback keep, quarterback read. Okay. And they pulled the guard, and you know, on a inside zone quarterback keep, pull Jalen, and the guard came around leading jalen um they lost hurts hurts i'm sorry they lost hurts um but go go uh, go there or whatever his name he, goddard, uh, goddard,
0: yeah, goddard, yeah. goddard
1: goddard uh stepped in you know uh rager looked good made a couple passes but here's the thing that i'm gonna say about the vikings and the falcons both of those are teams that this isn't shocking what yeah. we saw. Yeah, you're right. I
0: mean, it, it really could have gone either way. You know, it is it, it, is you know, you were expecting the team to be, you know, better offensively to, to win out. Like I was expecting the, the Falcons with the weapons they had to be better. And we had a lot of questions about what Hertz was gonna be, what Rager and, and Devontae was gonna be. You know, I was curious had about a all very that. Very
1: good game. It is. He did score a touchdown.
0: He did. He did. He had like seventy some yards receiving and such touchdown. So yep. I mean Again, i have never been an advocate of a small receivers. I feel like they don't last, right? You know, I feel like they don't hold up to the rigors of the NFL game. But for now, the way they're utilizing them, keeping them out of harm's way, putting them in space, they look pretty damn good. At least week one. I mean, we can't. I mean, let's not overreact. Let's not be prisoners right. at the moment. But for this week, they definitely look good. I got to give them credit for that.
1: But see, this is and, and and you know, again, you do what you're supposed to do as a team, and it doesn't matter if the team does or does not show up if you on the field and you beat them you beat them right so the reason why i said that is because the falcons have been shown to be a team again when we look at uh i believe the falcons was a team that allowed tom brady to come back from they were you know and they know it's a different regime but it's the organization the falcons are one of those teams where they will they will uh poop the bed they will poop the bed in a game where you would think that they should blow somebody out. Yep. And then they'll show up and beat somebody that you like they shouldn't. Yep. Same thing with the Vikings. On paper, the Vikings should be one of the top teams in their division.
0: I, I do not like Kirk Cousins at that quarterback. I really wish I really I really am angry at them paying him so much of that money and they are stuck with him because yes. they're literally a quarterback away from being really good. Alvin really Cook, good. Justin Jefferson. I really love Justin <laughs> Jefferson, too, by the way. I, I kind of wish he would win the Chargers jersey, but that's another conversation.
1: Right, right, but, right.
0: But that kid is good. Thielen is a really good possession receiver. You know, they did lose Irving Smith, and he was going to be a dominant uh, pass, pass catcher for the tight end spot. But that team is built to win. And
1: Curry Cousins, to me, he's holding him back. I don't like it. Right, right. And see, that's the thing. When you look at the Vikings, what we saw, what they put on tape against the Bengals again, should not have been, should not have been at all. Because you do have, you have Thielen, you have uh, Jefferson, and then you have one of the top backs in Davin Cook. Mm-hmm. And you have a fairly good defense. Yep. I mean, now, Zimmer's a defensive coach, so you know they should always be good. All of a sudden, you made Joe Burrow look like he didn't, look like he never missed a beat. I know, I know. Jamar, uh, their number one receiver didn't have a issue. Uh, he, he didn't even lead them. It was Jamar Chase and Burrow show. It was. And 29 rushes for Mixon for over 100 yards. Yeah. The Vikings, you know, so that, that, you know, they're one of those teams that this is not shocking. You know, they will end up playing somebody. And again, they will poop the bed and let a team that they shouldn't even have on the field with them they get on the field with them and blow them out you know now i will tell you uh my my reaction was again the, the 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 person that made a great quote this this week um you can only control what you can control and mr mr he's had bad luck tyrod taylor came out and played very well for the texans he and did. again, he did. Even though, even though, you know, no one's projecting the Texans to do anything, uh, Ingram had a good game. Mm. Tyrod had a good game. The, you know, at least they won't go 0 17. That's a fact. That's a fact. At least they won't do that. And well, like Tyrod said, I can only control what I can control. And if I'm the starting quarterback, mm. I just got to go out and play my game. Hey, kudos
0: yeah. to them. Yeah, at least for this week, I'm happy for Tyrod to play. He, the fact that he played well, because he's had exactly. a string of bad luck. Like, he he's a bad luck bandit. Like, he just he just can't catch a break, you know? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy for him. I wish, really, really, low-key hope that they don't do as bad as people think, you know, because I think that they will, you know, I think that if he can put on some decent film, you know, at least, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to say that he's going to be uh, there going forward, you know, he may or may not. I mean, he would be a cheap option for them you know, Why they rebuild their team because it clearly got to trade the shot at some point. But, uh-huh. you know, the, the more that he plays well, the more happy I am for him. But like I said, he just got some bad breaks. Now, you know, we how he, how he got done, you know, dirty in, in Buffalo and Cleveland, you know, and then, you know, that whole snaffle with this needle in, in L.A. It just, it's a, it's a string of bad breaks. He never really got a shot. You know, so we uh-huh. really don't know whether or not he's really a good quarterback. Or not. We just really don't know. But, uh-huh. Yet again, you know, I like somehow, you know, key happy for him that he's doing well for himself, and I hope he continues. And, and like you said, if they if they at least beat the Jags twice, they guarantee not to have the number one pick because they call, <laughs> the Jags don't look
1: like they're going to beat a lot of people either. So you know, we have to see. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the that's my big week one reaction. Um, you know, it, uh Seahawks showed up. Mr. Mr. Uh Mash hot mush carrots. Um they do it. But I would say the other was, and I didn't get to see the game, mm-hmm. but the Saints blowout of the oh, Packers. My God. Did they even show up? Listen. Now, now did we did the Packers even show up to the game. I mean, I'm looking at the stat line, the box score. It was bad. Now it was listen. I know the Saints had a fairly decent. And higher level defense mm-hmm. but i mean did aaron Rodgers get hurt
0: no he didn't he got he got taken out of the game in the fourth quarter for jordan love because they were getting blown up by 35 but you know that doesn't need to hit no there but they they i listen i i would definitely say that especially after trading for bradley roby uh the texas basically gave him away <laughs> you know in in last week they got a low-key got a sneaky good defense Right, You know, Davenport and, and Cameron Jordan off the edge. You got Quan Alexander and Demario Davis in the middle. You got four good corners. You got Crawley. You got Broby. You got Lattimore. And um, I'm trying to remember who the fourth guy is. They, are they, they picked up Desmond Trufant off waivers. Mm-hmm. So they got they got four good corners, and they got two good safeties. They got um, Malcolm Jenkins, and they got uh, Marcus Williams. They even got uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Make that three. So they got a good defense. So all James got to do is be productive with that nice old line and that in that running back group he got, you know. Once he can just if he can just manage to be above five hundred by the time Michael Thomas got to come back, they gonna they can make some noise. I'm not saying they're gonna beat the Bucks because I doubt highly of that, but I think they will. They, they can look like they might be the second team to finish in that division. So I, it's, I'm it's, I'm I'm interested to see how that checks out because I, I think we can both kind of you know tip. I had to say that we was confident in Jameis being a starting quarterback again. He looked good this week.
1: Right, right. But but here's the crazy thing, right? When you look at the stat line for Jameis, 20 attempts. Right, yeah, five touchdowns, like 100 yards. Five touchdowns, (laughs) under 150 yards, Right. which clearly shows that I, I, I believe this is going to be the formula for the Saints. Depend on their defense. Keep Jameis under 25 attempts a game. And have a heavy running game. They ran the ball thirty-nine times. That's not a bad way to win, though. Especially late it's late not. in the year.
0: Late in the year to have that type of an attack. That's that's a winning formula.
1: Yeah, but if you have five touchdowns and you only have twenty attempts. Yeah. So a fourth, one fourth of your attempts every with four touchdowns. passes, right? You're throwing a touchdown.
0: That's yes, yeah, a good ratio.
1: Is that a ratio? If you keep that ratio up, I think, I think they damn near going to be uh, uh, a lethal team. And looking at this and looking at what happened, you know what? And I'm not even going to, you know what? I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this for next week. I'm going to save this take for next week. Okay. So I'm just going to move on. I'm going to move on. So <laughs> with that being said, let's jump over to Baltimore. That's who plays about. tomorrow against the Las Vegas Raiders they are limping into this game with a makeshift running back stable yeah from if we look at who they came to camp with there is only one running back that started camp with them that is still active with them right now
0: it's true and and he was on a practice squad he got elevated the, after uh Dobbins went down he yes. barely made the 53 right because Dobbins got hurt at the end of the preseason. So he barely made the cut because only because Dobbins got hurt. Otherwise he'd have been on the practice squad. So yeah, they limping in from a running back perspective, you know, hell they got, they got Bateman out with a groin injury and they got, right. they got three running backs out now with season injuries, ACL tears and whatnot, Achilles tears. So I, I, I had that question whether or not they field was redone. Cause right. uh, you know, cause we, we all know that I was praying today that the, the FedEx field didn't claim none of my guys because I swear that field is atrocious as well when it comes down right. to people in and tearing up stuff. But I feel like the the Baltimore changed their practice field or something to that degree because Marcus Peters went down with a knee. Uh Dobbins went down, Gus, um who's the third one? Um Dobbins, Gus, and um Damn, who's the third guy? Anything of the third guy's name? Who? To my running backs? Or? Yeah, running back. Yeah, because they lost three. They lost J.K. Dobbins. They lost Gus Edwards, and they lost Justice Hill. Justice Hill. That's what yeah, it was. Justice Hill. Justice they lost
1: Hill. Justice Hill yeah. first. No, they then lost J.K. Dobbins, Dobbins. First. They lost Dobbins
0: first. They lost Dobbins first. They lost Hill second. They lost Edwards yes, third. Ed third.
1: Yeah, and then Edwards third.
0: because Edwards and I think Edwards and and, and Peters both told their knee. been in one practice and, in the practice yeah,
1: room. Yep. And he yeah. had to, he had to end practice. Yes,
0: yeah, so I think it might be their practice field, man. Because I'm like. You got dudes just cutting and, and chaining knees up like that. Did they change the the sod or the turf or what? What happened uh-huh. there? Because I mean, that's the only thing I can attribute it to, outside of, of just pure uh, unadulterated bad luck. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they got Latavius Murray. Uh, they they signed. Uh, I want to say they signed Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell to uh, the practice squad. Now this is my thing because Latavius Murray is one thing. He got actually signed to the fifty three, right? And they got released from the Saints. But who does go with Le'Veon Bell? Cause he he, he he got put on the private squad and i'm like out of all these guys they got he's the most productive you know o- over his career he's been the most productive now why is he just he, why did he was want the obvious choice to get elevated first right. what's going on with him i don't get i don't get i don't get what's up with him i don't understand he's 29 now and he may not be the same guy he was when he was 24 25 but i mean i would at least think to take a shot at, against him first before i decided to Go with Devontae Freeman or or Latavius Murray, but I'm just curious about what's happening with him because he was he was in a doghouse in in Kansas City, you right. know. But then he got released from there, and said he never played for Andy Reid again, which was kind of stupid to say. And then all then all of a sudden he's on a practice squad with the Ravens, but he hadn't got elevated yet. So I'm I'm just curious about what is what's going on with him. Do he got that Ben Simmons syndrome? I mean, what's up with him? I don't get it.
1: You know, I think his best seasons are behind him. Maybe because. He it was the perfect offense, and the perfect style that he had with the Steelers. Yeah. That style, if that's his running style, which he's not a blazing running back. No, he's not. He's that one style cut. probably doesn't work anywhere else.
0: Yeah, he's a one cut back. So I mean, yeah, he's not a he's not a, you know, he's not an outside speed you know type of running back. So yeah, I mean, right. I guess you have right. a, a scheme that's going to fit his running style. I guess it would. I guess it won't work. You know, but I mean, yeah. he's still on the practice class, so we'll see if he actually gets elevated to the fifty-three and makes any type of headway with the Ravens. But yeah, they they got they got problems. So the question is, are they in trouble because of running back dilemma? Because I mean, got you got you lost your one of your best corners, you lost uh, three of your running backs, and you got your starting uh, outside receiver. Did you draft in the first round out for at least what four to five weeks with a groin yeah. injury? So you know, question is, are they in trouble? Um, especially being what we saw today. Like, every team in the AFC uh, North played well or won. Like, I didn't see the Steelers beating the Bills, and they did. Uh, I, the Bengals won, didn't see that happening. And then the Browns took the Chiefs to the break. You though know, they and lost. pissed me
1: the hell off. And I'm, pissed me the I'm hell sorry. off, because the Browns became the Browns again. They did, now, at the I very end.
0: They, they played uncharacteristic um, Browns football for three and a half quarters, and that last half, it,
1: it was all Browns football. You're right. Exactly, and you know, I, you know what? I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to do it. I can tell. I, 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 I see it, it in your face. It bothers can... me. It bothers me because you have the ability to, to, to change the narrative in the AFC. Mm. All the hype, all the hope, all the kudos that you've been getting in the media and looking and getting people excited. And you now have two-time attendees uh Super Bowl champions one time winner and you have them the one team that shows that you've met they the Chiefs are the Detroit Pistons to the Chicago Bulls for the Cleveland Browns and you have them right in your grass where you want them right. i mean you listen and see you got me started damn it you got me started <laughs> see did- you have them the Browns did you it, I didn't to it. Them, uh, your brows did it. I didn't do it. Yeah, you have them 22-10 going into the third. That's not enough. 22-10 mm-hmm. going into the third. Mm-hmm. Baker throws 21-28, 321 yards, but he throws an interception. And Nick the Chubb time. is averaging 5.5 yards, and he only gets the ball 15 times. Mm-hmm. You have them 22-10. Anytime you get a lead on the Kansas city chiefs, you know, you have to keep your foot on the gas cause why they are the type of team. They're like the, they're like golden state that one year.
0: If I've you, been saying that you got to get they, ready
1: for the third. They quarter are the warriors,
0: they're the warriors of
1: the NFL. That's yeah. They are the warriors in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You get them. You know, what's going to happen in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. You got to sustain the haymaker. They're about to throw at you. Mm-hmm. And what happened in the third, they throw the haymaker and they score 10 points and it goes from being 22-10 to now down. um 22-20. Mm-hmm. Yep. But here's the thing about that. You're facing the Kansas City Chiefs without their best safety. Tyron is out. No, he was he played. He played. I thought he I thought they said he was out with the covid. I no, activated him this morning. He was pre-played. Oh, son of a, okay. Well, hey, there you have it. There you have it. But you know, you when it comes to Kansas City, you can't let Patrick Mahomes stay in striking distance. He's that one damn dog that is crazy. And no matter how many times you tell him not to bite through your slippers, you know, if you leave them leather slippers down, he going to eat them up. Yeah. He's going to strike. And so. They, they just got, mad, they just got some bad either. breaks.
0: I mean, because who, who would have picked Nick Chubb fumbling in their ter- own territory. He fumbled. And who, then who did? Nick Chubb, he fumbled. Yeah. He did. He did. You know, so that that particular uh, issue, you know, that was one thing. And then, they, then, uh, and like I said, Baker throwing that, un- well, I ain't going to say uncategoristic, but that uh, untimely interception at the end of the game because they had the opportunity to win it. You know, but again, like you said, you can't leave, you know, the Chiefs hanging around. You got to put them away. You got to control the clock. You got to keep them off the field. And you cannot give them chances because you give them chances, especially chances with short fields, they're going to make you pay. They, the offense is too potent. I hate to say it. You know, because they were our division rival, but I, I but they just their offense is too potent. And if you can't match them, which many, many people can't, most people in team in the league can't match them production wise. You can't match them. You got to keep them off the field. Like I said, that's what Baker was doing with the running game, but they just didn't do enough of it. You know, they like I said, they they should have ran the ball. Chubb should have had uh, anywhere between you know twenty to twenty five carries at least. You know, so that that particular aspect of it, you gotta you gotta make them pay. in, in the running game, is shortening the game. But like right. so, the more chances they get, the more the more likely they're gonna make you pay when it comes down to offensive of production. So, with that being said, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta hedge your bet. You gotta hedge your right. bet honestly, and truly. You gotta make sure that they are, um, you know, playing with limited possessions. That's the biggest thing. Playing with limited possessions. If you can get them off the field once or twice. And you capitalize on those ones or twice that they don't score, then that's, that's your moneymaker. And that's right. the formula to beat them. You know, because everybody don't have the ability to, ha- that, to have Tom Brady and that pass rush and that front seven that, that the Bucks have. You know, everybody don't have that. You know, so, right. you know, the Browns got something close to it. You know, they got the Mahomes a couple of times, you know, but again, you got to sustain it. You got to sustain it. You can't keep giving them chances. You got to knock them out when you can. You know, it's that, it's that prize fighter that, you know, he can be beat, but, you know, but you gotta play out the right game plan. If you don't have the right game plan, to stick to it. And then if you get you get him you stagger him, you gotta knock him out. Because if you let him get up, it's just, it's right, just, right, it might be right. it might be it might be over for you because he's gonna figure you out and it's gonna be over. So yeah, you gotta hit him like the way
1: Victor Vic, Vitor Belfort hit uh Vanderholerfield. Right.
0: See that didn't last yeah. long. You see that fight didn't last long at all. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. and that's the that's the problem. So that again, that's the problem with it. So, you know, I don't know how we got on talking about the Browns versus what we talk about the Ravens, but I think that, like I said, they play, they play well. And I think that what the takeaway can be for this is the week, it is week one um, and you played them well and you can take that, you know, it's almost like what the Cowboys did with the bucks. They're like, at least we played them tough. So we have to play them again. We have a, we still, we know we can play with them, you know? So if it comes down to you meet them in the playoffs at some point, then guess what? You know, you can play with them. If you couple things break different for you, you can win that game. So that's the takeaway they can take from us. I think, you know, it's a loss. It was a good loss, if, if, there's, if there's such a thing.
1: Yeah. Look, man, gosh damn it! You, when you're right, you're right, man. When you're right, we're right. So look, let's talk about being right. T.J. Watt. Yeah. Aaron Donald. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I don't
0: think it's still I don't think it's that. I don't think it's close <laughs> yet. I don't. I just Aaron Donald is way too of a dominant person. You know, and I, and, I, and right. you know, people want to bring that topic up because of the money, you know, because Aaron Donald was the one that got paid. You know, him and Khalil Mike got paid around the same time. Now, And then Joey and and TJ came up after them. Of course, they got paid. Everybody that's up after you, you get paid more, obviously, whether your production is indic- indicative of that or not. If they want to keep you. They typically pay you just a tad bit more. So they took Joey's contract and basically gave him one more million dollars a year, and he's the highest paid defensive player. Now, granted, TJ is a home. TJ is a, is a, is, a, is a home wrecker. Mm-hmm. Like he would listen. <laughs> he's like the Sass minute devil in your living room like don't expect your living room not to be messed up if you leave him in there by yourself you know he's a home record but I don't if I had to pick if I had to pick it was forced to choose between Aaron Donald and TJ Watt I would take Aaron Donald still you know
1: see thank you thank you yeah. thank you I get it I get it and I look I give kudos to TJ with if the report is true of how he handled his business hmm I give him kudos. Oh, when well, vetoing to be... the
0: vetoing the agent and just walking in and telling Rooney. Oh,
1: walking in but, but, saying, "Look, but that's a, that's, that's still a move. I'm signing the
0: deal. That's a stealer move. That's that's a classy stealer move. Like you know what type of organization you are in, and you know what type of situation you're going to be in for the next, you know, five six years. You just go ahead and make mm-hmm. that deal. You don't you don't have to have a top dollar in every in every guarantee when you know you're playing for the Steelers. You now, if I was playing for somebody what? like the Eagles, you know, or the Jaguars, they were like, like, "I need all my money." all my guarantees right. but if I'm playing with a Steelers uh, a very well respected organization that takes care of their people then yeah I would take a couple of dollars shorter or a couple less guaranteed dollars because they're not, look what they did with Ben they didn't let Ben walk out the door and they should have so you know they, they right. keep they keep their folks that they, they, they invest in so I would say that he was right by doing that so I'm with you 100% there yeah
1: yeah but this, this talk again this talk Of TJ. So, uh, with that being said, I give him again major kudos of walking in and say, Look, it ain't about getting more money. This is good. This is great money for me Mm -hmm. right now. Right. Deal is done. Now Mm -hmm. let me go back to practice. Kudos to that. Kudos. Um, My talk is he, (laughs) he is the, he, not. Not the number he's almost the best defensive player. Look, yeah, he may get paid because again, Mm -hmm. that's that's the NFL. Somebody gets high paid, somebody else looks to to outdo it. Right. But to say that he is to say that he is player better than Aaron, hell to the no. No. Hell to the no. Not not playing in that position.
0: Not yeah. I mean, like I said, it's kind of it's kind of a different uh, I guess you can say dynamic because like I said TJ's edge rusher and Aaron and Aaron is pretty much interior guys they do rush him outside right. sometimes but he's mainly an, an, an interior guy but to be as dominant he is from the interior when you likely get double teamed every play versus being single covered a lot of times in, in TJ's case I would definitely say that Aaron holds way more weight for me you know when yeah. when he comes down to being dominant and being uh, a, a game wrecker versus TJ like I said I Because I I would hold TJ, I mean, like, I mean, you can honestly, truly, you can probably take, you probably take, now, TJ's probably the most athletic out of this conversation between him and Khalil Mack. You got Khalil Mack, Von Miller, well, shit, Von Miller's athletic hell too. Um, Von Miller, Khalil Mack, TJ, they all are, you know, kind of the same uh, type of player. Super athletic, uh, Mm -hmm. really fast, you know, really good edge rusher. Um, But what Aaron does from the inside, outside, doesn't matter. You know, you take three people to block him, sometimes, you still can't do it. That's 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 a different level. That's generational to me. That's a whole different ballgame. Like that's 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 let's tear on the LT for me. Like, you know, no matter what you did to LT, even though he was an outside guy, you couldn't do nothing with him. You know, and I feel like the same thing with Aaron. You can't do nothing with him. You know, right. you know, him, right. and my, him and Miles Garrett, like, you know, at least Miles Garrett on the edge, there's not much you can do with him. You know, if you block him one on one, you know, good luck. You know, right, so I think right, I think right. that's where so. I think that's where it lies for me. So I would definitely take uh Aaron over TJ all day.
1: Yeah, yeah. So with that, that's gonna lead us right into our uh transition us right into the season of war prediction. So let's start right there. Um defensive player of the year, who do you have?
0: Honestly, I really feel like it's gonna be Miles Garrett.
1: Mm, mm, okay, why is that?
0: Because I feel like because of him finally having somebody else on the outside other side of him to be able to take the pressure off of him, he's gonna mm-hmm. really kill Offensive lines because he can't focus on him solely. You know, I think that's the only thing that was missing, you know, from his particular production is the fact that he will literally uh, get singled up a lot of times. Like, 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 prime example today, like he took Orlando Brown for a ride several times today, you know, because simple fact they had to block Clowney too. Yeah, Clowney on the one edge, yeah, Gary on the other edge, and they just met at the quarterback. So that's going to happen a lot. And you know, and everybody doesn't have the Chiefs O line. You know, right. so when they play face people that have, you know, uh, journeyman tackles, they're gonna eat all day. they mm-hmm. gonna eat all day. So he might have a career career year in sacks. This is all a simple fact is you can't double him or slide protection away from him every single time because JV is waiting for you on the other side. So you just gotta basically hope that you can right. uh you know, ride them around the edge and step up in the pocket and deliver the pass down the field. But if you can't, it's gonna be sack over sack over sack for for Miles okay. Garrett. So I think it's gonna be Miles Garrett this year.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, Aaron Donald.
0: Not a bad. I mean, listen, we just talked about the guy, so you can't. I mean, yeah. if you're right, you're right. I, I'm not gonna argue with it. If really, if he right. is, he is. I right. mean, again, I, and I think that's the only thing that's gonna help hurt him because I, I I have questions about the Rams defense because of Brandon Staley not being there. You know, so because I think that him on top, of him being there with his scheme on top of them having those two, you know, shutdown players in Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, was, was helping them to be great you know, from a production standpoint, but it's just, it, I have questions about what they're going to do when it comes down to uh, their production this year because their defense quarter is different. So right. now he's hes going to be dominant, but whether or not he can be Miles Garrett dominant
1: is the question. That is, okay. Okay, that's true. Um, let's stay with defense, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Who do you have? Uh, You know, after today, <laughs> I'm a little
0: uh, skittish about it. But uh, defensive
1: uh, rookie of the year,
0: well, obviously defensive offense, which is what which you said.
1: Defensive rookie of the year.
0: Oh, Michael Parsons.
1: Mm, mm, okay. Michael Parsons. Good pick. Good pick. Um, You know what? I can't even, for the sake of, of not just being antagonistic for no reason, <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know what? No. No. I thought about going i thought about just countering um but i go with michael parsons too i was going to go with your your linebacker from washington um but i think it's going to be i think it's going to be michael parsons as well i think it's going to be michael parsons as well so defensive rookie of the year i i agree with that and
0: and i tell you because he does way more than just what a normal middle linebacker does he rushes he covers you know he plays traditional middle linebacker, so he does way more. So he's gonna have a lot more opportunity to play um, and make plays than a lot of other people gonna do. You know your, um, you know your Jeremiah Oroso Camarosas and and your Jamin Davis and those guys that they're gonna not. You know even Patrick Sertan and those boys, they're not gonna make as many plays or have the opportunity to make as many plays as he is. So I think he'll be rookie
1: of the year, oh, defensively. Right, right, okay. Offensive rookie of the year.
0: Uh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still riding the Trevor Lawrence train um, because I think that he's going to be down a lot of games and he's going to throw the ball more. Although he did have three touchdowns and three picks today. I think that, you know, he will stat wise. I think he'll be uh, his numbers. I think he'll be the
1: one to get it. Say, say that one more time. So, so the people can hear it. Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. Well, I'm gonna go with my man. Like I said, I'm, I'm doubling down on it. Uh, I'm doubling down on Zach Wilson. Okay. Um, I know Trevor is the favorite, Mm. but I think when we look at it, I think the record is going to help. And I, I think that, uh, Zach earned a little, uh, street cred. Now I'm going to caveat that if this maintains, there's no way Zach Wilson makes it throughout the year with six sacks
0: well yeah Yeah, and Makai beckney got caught it off today so he might be done
1: yeah so uh i'm going i I think i'm going with 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 zach right now but again i definitely see that if if not um it will be trevor because just because those are the only two really well with mac jones but i don't think mac jones is gonna you know put the stats up required to be rookie of the year so yeah i agree with uh, that uh, I think you know. I think it's going to be a two-way horse race between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Um, offensive player of the year, who you got?
0: Oh, uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to have to say it. And I, I'm hate this. Well, you know what? I, I'm 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 going to switch it up. I had it written down one way. I I wrote this down around Thursday. But after what I saw today, and it was interesting that we did, because I had a, and we did a show yesterday, I would have had a different take. But now okay. we did a show down based on what I saw today. I have a feeling, hot take. I'm, I'm going to give you two for one. I'm going to give you MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is going to win MVP, but Justin Herbert's going to win Offensive Player of the Year.
1: Mm, 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 okay. I'm going to make mine. I'm going to stick with what I said before. I'm going to say home, Mahomes, Offensive Player of the Year. Tr- Tom Tom Brady MVP but I would love to hear your take on why you well give us your take yesterday what it would have been.
0: Well, actually before today I
1: had Josh Allen win MVP. Okay. Okay. So what changed between yesterday and today?
0: Their identity because I felt like Josh was going to have bigger opportunities to throw the ball down the field and get make bigger bigger plays because they were going to establish and and try to uh, be more balanced, establish a running game, and be more balanced. But they're still using him as their primary runner. So if they still want to be that team that's going to pass the ball and not establish a running game, and make people wonder or think about it, then it's going to be the same thing all over again. And he's again, with a good piece of a team that he faced, it like today against the Steelers, he struggled because they knew they weren't going to run the ball. They didn't even care that they, you know, they even, you know, the time they did run the ball, they didn't care. It isn't like we know y'all gonna go back to the past, so we just gonna sit back and wait. And and until the end of the game, he struggled. So, being that he's gonna face you know the Dolphins twice, he's gonna face the Patriots twice, and you know teams in the first place schedule will have to play the Chiefs and you know all the the Ravens. You know they They're gonna face good defenses. You know quite a bit, and I think that's what's gonna end up costing him because they don't have a running game. And I thought I thought about them building up their own line. And I fought thought by drafting, not drafting, but getting a uh, Matt Breed in free agency. They want to go to commit to running the ball better, and they didn't. Mm, so okay. I feel like if they're going to keep that identity, then Josh Allen has no chance of winning MVP. He will to put up numbers, but he won't win MVP over Mahomes or Justin Herbert, based upon what I saw today.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. Well, there's. Uh, did we miss anything? Oh, comeback player. Who you got? I think we we both got the same person, but who just just for. For s's and giggles. Okay, who's your who's your comeback player?
0: Oh, hold on Wait, let me, what I right now uh, Interesting Interesting What is it? Oh, I, I'm looking at the wrong line uh, I Barkley
1: Okay. Okay. I'm going with Dak. I'm going with Dak Price- that's, Prescott. That's, that's a good one. How did not
0: think about that? Because again, I wrote mine down before the game on Thursday, so right. I, I said Saquon Barkley on Thursday. I didn't change it. Yeah, that, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, that, that's definitely a good. One. I like that one. I actually like that one better than Saquon because Saquon, and again, they can't seem to block uh, in in the run game at all with the O line. So he may, right. unless he use him more in the passing game, it's going to be rough the Saquon. So yep. yeah, I think I got Dak over Saquon. Yes, yeah, so that's a good one. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, there we have it. That is our uh, NFL section. We went over week one reactions. We went over, we talked about Baltimore and their running issues and uh, are they in trouble? And they definitely appear to be in trouble with this uh, new running back stable that they brought in. Uh, Is TJ Watt more valuable than Aaron Donald. Uh, He's valuable for the Steelers, but overall, I still say Aaron Donald is the engine And that drives the Rams defensively, especially and then season war a season award predictions. We just ran through uh, Offensive uh, MVP Uh, Coach had uh, Patrick Mahomes and I picked Tom Brady for offensive player of the year Uh, coach had Justin Herbert and I had Patrick Mahomes Uh, offensive rookie of the year Trevor Lawrence for coach I had Zach Wilson comeback player of the year Dak Prescott for both Uh, defensive player of the year I had Aaron um, Donald coach had Miles Garrett and defensive rookie of the year we both went with Micah Micah Parsons. Parsons so there you have it for the NFL section so moving into I got questions do we want to do I got questions first or do we want to go and do where you're at and leave I got questions last?
0: Well, I I'll put a graphic up already, so we're going to have to do it
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got questions. We're talking about the Patriots. Is the Patriot way a requirement in sacrifice and in to sacrifice your authenticity? And we're talking about if you haven't heard, if you haven't watched, if you haven't seen, uh, go to YouTube and check out the interview that Cam Newton had with his father uh out at his former high school and they uh cam broke his silence on the situation uh that happened in new england and talked about what went down from his perspective uh in the new england uh with him getting released uh from the patriots and then also to announce that he is this is not a retirement this was not a retirement message um coach going to give the floor to you to jump in and talk about that. Is the Patriot way a requirement to sacrifice your authenticity?
0: Well, the answer to that question is yes. And I really feel like that uh, Cam Newton um, was an odd fit because he is um, hes his own man. He's his own person. He's, his, he's uh, always and in, in forever will be uh the same guy you know he will always be the authentic person that he is and that's that don't fit you know with uh new england it just doesn't you know and i really feel like it was it was one of those things where you kind of we both it's it's you know it's hard to describe it in in real life context but it's like it's one of those things where you know you hire somebody you know that they aren't really going to mesh well with the team but you're kind of desperate because you need somebody with a, with a skill set that this person has. So you hire him knowing that, you know, probably within a year or two that, you know, he's probably going to, you know, be at odds with the uh, team and things of that nature. Everybody's going to be complaining about him, but, you know, but he comes to work and he's productive. You know, he's doing what you need him to do. You know, so it's, you know, you know, begin, you know, camaraderie and and, and you fitting in into our system, be it a real job or football, it matters. You know, and nobody, everybody knows, and, and this is the reason why Tom Brady's in, in, in Tampa right now that when you become your own person and you have your own brand, and that's what Tom Brady started to establish as a TB12 movement towards, you know, the latter part of his stay in New England, it it, it became too much for them. It became too much for them. So that particular ideology, when you become uh, uh, um, an icon, I mean, let's be honest, because Tom Brady's an icon. You know, when you become uh, a, a, you know, what like use Cam's word, when you have an aura about you, you know that mm-hmm. particular, uh, that particular, um, that description of yourself, you know, it it it, it 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 rubs the patriot way the wrong way, you know. So it right, it, it doesn't it just doesn't mesh. And the reason why Tom Brady's no longer there, and the reason why Cam Newton's no longer there, because they their personality, their brand but Is doesn't fit with the with the Patriots w- way they want to do business. Now there's a lot okay. more to this whole dynamic with Cam and and the reason why he's not longer there and how this all came about. But but overall, just to, just to broach the question, this reason why he, this reason why Tom and, and him are no longer there because they are every Bill Belichick is, is completely and utterly about everybody fitting into a role in your system and nobody's bigger than me or the team, you know right. And that's just honestly, truly, it's almost um, You have to look at it like it's almost an archaic way of doing business, at this point, right. because the league is changing. The league is changing. You can have people with you know, you can have the Chiefs where Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are the the faces of the franchise, and you win. You know, Tampa uh-huh. Bay can have all the all the bodies that they have, and win. You know, Green Bay they could be successful and have Aaron Rodgers be the focal point of this particular of the particular area, same way Seattle these these are all teams that have won championships here recently, you know, except outside of the, Pac- the Packers, but, you know, Seattle's, you know, Russell Wilson is an no, Russell, Russell Wilson is a is a champion. He's been in the football twice. You know, Packers been there, you know, and Tom Brady and, and Patrick Holmes been there recently, so yet again, I'm just not sure exactly how much longer that, that way of life is going to be able to last in the way the league is, is evolving. But, I mean, until he's, probably until he leaves there, honestly and truly, that's probably how they're gonna do business. And you know, whether it works or not, or whether or not it's successful and get you ever ever get you back to the Super Bowl, doubtful. But whether it does and doesn't, that's just the way he wants to do business and he's not changing. So if you're too polarizing for that, you gotta go. So that, that's that's to answer the question, you know, about that, then that's the reason that's that's what it's about uh, holistically. Now, the way oh. they did things you know, and that's why that's why I always call I said this to you and I said this on on air. That's why I always call Bill Belichick uh Emperor Palpatine you know, when it comes down to the NFL. He's the he's the dark lord of the Sith. Because the the manipulation in the in the in the long con that he played upon having Cam Nunes as his quarterback was ridiculous to me. It really was. You know, and again, that goes back to my point about him being there because he need it was a need, but it wasn't a fit. You know, right. because he had no other options. Tom was gone. He knew Jerry Stenham and Brian Hoyer weren't gonna be able to get done what he needed to get done. You know, Mac Jones was still in college, obviously. So anybody that was gonna fit the scheme and not come in and rock the boat, because let's be honest, you know, let's let's say hypothetically Justin Fields fell on his lap at fifteen in the right. first round. I promise you he wouldn't have took Because he knows Justin Fields' uh personality and his brand coming out of college alone, him or Trevor Lawrence or Trey right. Lance. They they're 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 their their uh notoriety coming out of college was going to be too much for his for his uh brand of, of, bat, of football. You know, Bill right. Bill knows that Mac Jones fits perfectly because he knows he's limited in what he can do and he's not going to come out here and rock the boat. That's why he's perfect for that particular uh uh organization. So, okay. we'll see. We'll see. So what's your take on it?
1: Oh man, listen, it, it uh I went through a range of emotions and, you know, as I, as I share with you, you know, pregame and last earlier earlier last week, when we really listened to the video, it is the, the Reggie Bush, Kim Kardashian rebound girl, as you said, syndrome, you know, where, um, the Patriots wanted, a Tom Brady clone and Tom Brady look alike. Yeah. Because that's, again, for 20 years, that is what they've known to be successful. So on one hand, I'm not mad at them when it looks at wanting to go the way of Mac Jones. We all knew that uh, Cam was not the long-term um plan yeah he was a bridge quarterback
0: yeah he was a bridge quarterback Hmm.
1: he was he was and so we're not confused about that nobody was confused of oh well you know cam was gonna be the long term solution we knew that and when you look at the way things played out with Mac Jones the Patriots had to take him at 15 you know I just read an article today where that's the the fact that um they made no bones about that. They was looking at quarterbacks is the main, one of the main reason that the 49ers jumped up to number three. There you go. The, we knew who was going number one. Mm-hmm. And after, you know, the can of worms of Zach Wilson, we knew that the jets were in love with Zach Wilson. So that left that number three spot for three quarterbacks, Trevor, um, um, Trey Lance, Trey Lance mm-hmm. Justin Fields, And out of the woodwork, Matt Jones. So if you was in the market for a quarterback, that number three spot was the key spot. And knowing that the Patriots in no certain terms, no hidden terms, made it known that they was going after a quarterback, that made San Francisco go up to give themselves the ability to pick any quarterback out of those remaining three that they wanted.
0: But if they it know just, what we knew, they would have know, known they could have picked after the Patriots and still have been good. They, it, it, they weren't going to take Trey Lance or Justin the Fields. They weren't going to do it.
1: Right. But, hey, you you put pressure, they jump up because it was between, you know, we saw that it was between, it was Matt Jones at first yep. for them. But then the more they did evaluations on Trey, he won them over. So San Francisco had to do that because they was too fearful that the, the Patriots would, leapfrog them Mm -hmm. and move up to get matt jones now matt jones failed to them perfectly they didn't have to give up any draft capital they got their quarterback the problem i have is listening to cam and then watching how things played out the problem i have is the way it played out cam was set up to fail
0: yeah and, and i didn't address that on purpose because i knew you would and I was just yeah. gonna piggyback on you on your take on it because I, I only addressed the question first, because, but but right. I have strong opinions on why Cam got done. But I'm gonna let you go first.
1: Yeah, he got done dirty. He, he got he got set up. If it was a fair competition, <laughs> and Matt Jones beat him out, cool. But here's where I do have a a problem. If you're telling me that Matt Jones emotions are so tied up are so sensitive that he couldn't have been number two or he would have felt uncomfortable with cam being the starting quarterback then i have a problem with that because now you have you have uh uh changed the dynamic you have gave an inside uh leg up to Mac jones mm-hmm now, I'm hoping Mac Jones is not that way. I'm hoping that this is a overly sensitive team that thinks that they have to baby and make their who they wanted to be their quarterback feel all nice, comfy, and warm. But the way they did, Cam, and what Cam has said, and if you go back and look at how the things played out and even what he alluded to about, yeah, I was called first team, and I was getting first team reps, but they really wasn't first team reps when you look at it, meaning mm-hmm. I would do the first drive. But then coming back, Matt Mac Jones had. All the first team reps.
0: Yeah, they would let him go first, but he wasn't getting the lion's share of the reps. That's what right. I said to you earlier in the week. I said he was the he was the starter of the game, but he wasn't a starting quarterback.
1: Right, right, right. And it, that he would. He was the he was starter on paper, but he wasn't getting starting quarterback reps and and looks. And so when you look at the situation and then you look at the situation with the covid test and. Listen, one thing we've known about Cam, he's super authentic and he doesn't hide things. Mm -hmm. Cam said, I did what I was told to do. I shared that I wanted to get a second opinion. I told the team, the team told me, oh yeah, go ahead, cool. They authorized but then it. when he, he, mm. they authorized it. But then when I do it, perfect scenario.
0: That's why I said it was a long con. Like it was said, a long con. That's, so, and then, and
1: that's, that's how Emperor Poverty
0: does things. Like you slow plays things and get what he wants. He knew that, yeah. he, they knew, cause you have to be honest here. It's a professional organization. It's a It's a billion dollar organization. You can't sit here and tell me that they didn't know the ins and outs of the protocols that people had to unvaccinated. Do you know? Right. You know? You know? In and out that he, if he left, you know, and and he didn't follow every rule and 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 and, and writ that they had for unvaccinated people, he was going to get sent home for five days. They knew that, right. and they let right. him go anyway. They didn't even they didn't tell him to say, "Hey, you you can do this, but if you do this, this like this is the likely outcome." had he did right. that I had no problem with it because if he did it anyway then I'd be like alright can well you just set yourself up because you, they told you exactly what the ramifications was they said okay yeah you can do it but there's a chance that they w- they will say you missed the test that's, and we're only letting you test with uh, our people a- NFL people is what I'm talking about Right? if you don't test with NFL people every day then you're going to get sent home for five days so you traveled you know unvaccinated you traveled and they said, "Well, you missed the test that the league was given. Even if you did get a test with somebody else, it's not valid. We're not, we're not, we're not accepting anybody else's test. So you got to sit home five days." And they knew it. Again, and they didn't even a, a, even bat an eye to say that you, this, it, this, you know, there is, or isn't a possibility that you might get suspended for five days. You know, I'm not even call it suspended, but sent home for five days because COVID protocol. So, right. Again, that you were set up for the word go, like you said. You know, so you you basically saying to me that. You know, you just basically let me, you know, um, essentially, you know, help me, you help me work my way out of being the quarterback, you know, and that's what you wanted in the first place. That's really what it boiled down to. You let me do this because you knew that ultimately they can use that as fuel to say that, well, is gonna take the, the first team rep solely for the, for the next five days. And what we saw was enough for us to say that he's a starting quarterback. Right. And right. we don't want you in the building, breathing down his neck going forward, you know, um, throughout the season, and let him, you know, just be the quarterback and have the comfortability of being a quarterback. And boom, you know, we don't, we don't want you to, like you said, you know, breathe down his neck and say, if he starts to play bad, then people who will be asking for play.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, and that's, and again, that's the part that I have an issue with is that you set this, you set him up. Yeah. One, you set him up because you told him to go ahead and take that test. And then you conveniently use that. You put out to the media, you change the narrative as if um, Cam went against your policy, and and it was great wording. This is not a medical situation. Mm-hmm. We had miscommunication. Right. No, that wasn't any miscommun- it was miscommunication. It was miscommunication. Exactly for one. what you were doing. And, and I'm it glad. It was miscommunication for one.
0: And I'm glad that Cam spoke out about it because had we not heard from him, we'd have just rolled with the fact that he was being stupid about the fact that he just took off. And then follow protocols and did all this type of stuff and then screwed himself out of the coach out of the quarterback position when the reality situation was that they told him to go they said he said hey I want to get a second opinion on my foot go see my own doctor they said okay cool go ahead bet you're fine you're done you're good you, everything's we'll see you when you get back knowing good and well that the moment he got back he was going to get, get, sit home for five days the league's right. going to sit him home. For, you know, everybody knows that the league is not playing with these protocols everybody knows that so right. any, any hiccup Automatically, they just going to take it to the extreme. Right. You know, especially right, for unvaccinated right. people. So you knew this. You say, you know, so we'll just let him do it and we'll basically say, you know, we'll let the league hang him for it. And that's just it. You know, I ain't use that terminology, but, you know, but that's, right, that's, that's, right. that's, 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 you know, that's basically what they did. You know, it's just, you know, hang him out of dry. You know, so that that's, that's the problem I had with it because, again, you were literally trying to, you know, make it seem as if, you know, We're not trying to screw him out of the job, but you really were in the back end. You know that's really what that's really what it boiled down to. You really were trying to get him out of the conversation of being a quarterback. You know, in a roundabout way, it was literally like I said, it was was a long con. It was a long con. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which, which, again, I don't like when you paint. You're you're very you're very sly with your words, and then you paint this this quarterback, this man out to be, um, that you paint this man out to be something. How can I, you muddy the waters, but you never let anyone see that you're putting dirt in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you just, you wait till nighttime, you dump the dirt in and in the morning it's all muddy. And you're like, well, how did it get this way? And then way you add like,
1: I don't, I don't the, know. it, how it they, was
0: clear water. When we got it, we left yesterday. We left yesterday, it was clear. I don't yeah. know how I got money, but you would back the truck up in the middle of the night. Nobody saw you.
1: Exactly. You know that's exactly. that, that's a
0: great analogy. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. They were that's doing exactly they were throwing they dirt on the situation from the beginning, and they tried to make it seem like it was all cam because let's be real. Everybody was was condemning cam for not being vaccinated and not being uh, smart about his travel, when in reality, since it was all about he's getting his foot looked at because he had a previous injury, he just want to get a second opinion because he'd been the doctor. This be and this is nothing. Nobody doesn't do in their own personal life. Like if a doctor is looking at my knee, you know what I mean? And I'm and I'm away from the doctor that's looked at my knee all throughout this time, got me through surgery, everything. he he knows my medical history. So naturally I want to go back to him if I'm away from him to have him look at it one more time to make sure I'm good before I start playing. That makes right. perfect sense. So for them to say that it was cool to go, again, I mean it was it's a complete and utter setup because I really wanted Mac Jones to be the quarterback, and that's really what I wanted to roll out. And I really want to say you better use that uh, all this all this uh, extracurricular things going on with the doctor visits and the testing to to make it uh, a, a case that I can say that Mac has been playing good. Y'all got comparable numbers and I'm just going to go with the young guy because he's the future. And that's just how right. they laid it out. But we all knew, you know, what I was you know, saying, that what I was saying it. you, we all knew that he never wanted Cam to be there in the first place. They were just using him as a, as a stopgap until they found their guy. You know, and the moment they find a guy, they were just trying to figure out a way politically to get him out of the building. that might n- not cause a stink, because they don't—they don't, right, know it. Right. They, they know that it's like everybody else knows, They don't need any more scandals. They don't need anybody coming for them and calling it a race issue, calling it a COVID issue. They don't want anybody any calling anything outside of being a football issue. That's what—that's that, right, all they wanted right. it to be about. I wanted it to be about a football issue. The fact that we both played, you know, co- comparable in the preseason, and if it's kind of even, Steven, although cam was a more athletic player you know stronger arm um, more dynamic athletic player you drafted a guy in the first round for a reason so you're going to play it up like as if that cam was the re cam is going to be uh you know we're going to release him we're going to go with matt that's just the bottom line
1: yeah yeah so you know that that's that's our take on that situation um you know i will say i thought it was Hearing both sides and seeing how it played out and going back and looking at the tape, uh, I do I do think they did Cam dirty. Did. You know, I've been very high on the Patriots organization. I've loved the team concept and how they bring people in and they win.
0: Well, I but, never um, have, so I'm not surprised. Go ahead though.
1: Yeah, but but if it takes this, this is where I I get soured to that, and then when you look at what happened with Tom Brady, um, and now Cam. You know, this is this is why the Patriots have been labeled in the press and by people as an organization um, that has some some, you know, they have some some dirt under their rug that you don't see every now and then. The um, evil empire,
0: <laughs> the evil empire, yeah, evil so, empire,
1: man. You know that that's the take on that man. I wish Cam well. I think, as he said, if you ask him, there's not 32 other. There's quarterbacks not. in the lead that's better than him. So
0: and, you know, um, you know what's I, ironic. Now I know it won't happen. But it's ironic though? Fitzpatrick got hurt today, and he gonna be out several mm, weeks. Yes. So I mean, yes. that's the first that's the first uh, chip to fall when quarterback injury. But you know, Ron is not going to unless Cam gets vaccinated, he's never going to even entertain the idea of bringing right. him in.
1: Right. 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 So there we have it, man. That's uh that's our take on uh, Cam and what's happening was happening and now that leads us into our next session throwing it to you coach let's let's jump into this because you know how i feel i don't even know why i put anything about this team up there because it just (laughs) disgusts me i work i work to be objective man but it just it just you know what really grinds my gears is this person quarterback (laughs) so yeah yeah he really grinds my gears
0: yes so in in our segment where you at we want to know exactly where we're at in regards to the Colts versus the rest of the AFC now I understand is this is we brought this topic on the show prior to them playing today so obviously they took an L today to the Seahawks and I kind of figured they would um I had a couple of questions about you know what the Seahawks gonna be um but they you know especially early they've been they've been hot in September and October I can't I can't take that away from Pete Carroll and his preparation for the first half of the season Russell will look good today and the Colts yeah. never had a shot. But being that they're in a weaker division, they still have, you know, I guess you can say the the out the I guess the leading edge when it comes down to them winning the division and being a playoff team. So the question is, and where and we're trying to figure out exactly where we're at with the Colts versus the rest of the AFC, How competitive can they be? So um I'm gonna go first because Coach Curry clearly isn't uh <laughs> isn't uh, high on Carson Wentz in this dynamic of I dislike him so yeah. much. Yeah, but I, I think that what I, from based upon what I saw today, it took him a while to get going. But based on what I saw today, you know, they need to uh, utilize Jonathan Teller. Like, they, like you know, they waited a little late to get him involved. Yep. But if they utilize Jonathan Taylor with that O-line, that granted, the O-line is still a little bit banged up. You know, mm-hmm. Quinn Nelson working his way back. A couple of injuries. Eric Fisher still out. So, you know, they're still trying to make their way. Well, but I think once they're fully healthy, and being in the end in the South, I think they will definitely be in a division, especially based on what the Titans look like today. My God, didn't even run the ball with Derrick Henry today. Look how that happened. You know, Kudio Jones was in effect. The only person that had a good game was A.J. Brown. Right. But, so the Titans don't. Titans look like the Titans. So maybe a little, little step back because Derrick Henry ain't dominating the running game like he normally does. So they can definitely win a division. Now the question is, can they compete with, you know, the, the Chiefs or the Bills or the Ravens or the Browns? I mean, yeah, we talking about the Browns you know, right now. So, you know, if I had to pick today, I think the Chargers are a playoff team. So question is, can they compete with any of those? Uh-huh. And um, uh, I would say that, you know, although, you know, it hurts my heart to say, I think, you know, I think we can beat them, but I think they can compete with the Chargers. But outside of that, I'm not sure if they can compete with anybody else. I mean, I'll have to see what, I have to, it's a small sample size, but I have to see what the Bills are going to be, uh, you know, going forward, because they did take a shellacking today to the Steelers, but I think that I think the Bills are a better team. I think the Browns Ravens are both a better team even with the injuries for the Ravens. I think the the Chiefs are definitely a better team. So I think they get carved up by the Chiefs for sure. Um so I mean I really feel like they're a wild card team and and that's pretty much it. And it's not it's not it's not even an indictment on the Colts being a bad team. It's just the fact that they're facing teams that are just better and they've been together longer cuz to be honest I mean they you know everybody's been there except for Carson but he's the leader. He's a quarterback, so he has to, you know, get comfortable with his guys. So, and that right. could change. I mean, that only could take a couple of games, you know, for them to play full games with each other and really get comfortable and try to develop some type of chemistry. But, you know, if they had to play the playoffs today, I would say, you know, outside of the, them playing the Chargers first round, you know, I would say that for sure they can't beat any other any other teams that are, are playoff-bound, in my opinion.
1: Right, right. And I totally agree with that. Uh, I just like the quarterback. I, know. I just like everything about him. Um, ate your guts. I hate <laughs> Ain't yeah, the hate jersey. your jersey. Now listen. Hate the blue colors of your I, jersey. <laughs> you hate your face I, mask. <laughs> I hate. I hate that you're a ginger. And, <laughs> but I will say this. I will say this. Looking at it, um, he had a decent game. He did. You know, being he did. Uh, again being objective, he had a decent game. Uh, he didn't. He didn't per se showed the Carson Wentz of old, mm-hmm. uh, he went out there and he made some good throws and he put them in a position to win. Uh, I just dislike his, his ability. I'll say that. I just dislike what he brings to the table. Um, and in that division, the AFC South, there was only one, t- <laughs> this is, this is hilarious to say. The only team right now that's leading the division is the Texans. (laughs) Everybody's on one. Yeah, you're right. Listen, listen, the Texans should buy out right now and say, hey, we are the division champions and raise the banner right now. Crown us. Crown us. Crown us right now. Colts, Texans, Titans. Colts and Titans lost. Texans won. So they are leading the division. And so will they make a dent in the AFC? I'm going to say no. When I look at what happened uh, overall in the AFC, AFC you had the, the, in the East, you had the Dolphins that won. Even though the Bills lost, I think we're all in agreement that the Bills are going to win that division.
0: Yeah, I think they're both. In
1: the, in the West, you have the Chiefs, Broncos and Chargers. And I definitely think that division has three playoff teams. What well, two strong playoff teams in the Chiefs and the Chargers and a uh, dark horse in the broncos in the north you have the steelers the ravens the browns and the Bengals. and i definitely think coming out of that division you could have the steelers and the browns with that being the case it's a one-man race in the south and it's going to be between either the titans or the colts and i give the edge to the titans which means the Colts will be on the outside Looking in, I,
0: I I feel like that's a hating
1: pick right there. I feel like you're hating right now. I don't, you're feel
0: right. That. I went to the haters' ball, okay? You definitely would have played haters' ball on that one because I'm like, not based on what I saw from the Titans today. Like, I, I don't know, you're right. I, I got a lot of questions about what, what the Titans got going on, um, as a team. And I think the Colts are built, I mean, even without Carson, I mean, hell, they went 11 to 5 with Philip Rivers last year, so I mean, I mean, great defense. You know they they didn't lose any any steps on defense, you know. Actually, they got better with, with drafting Quitty Pay. You know to help enforce uh, mm-hmm. Buckner that pass rush. So he even had a fumble recovery today. So I think the defense will, will help them. And I think as long as Carson doesn't completely and totally poop the to bed as you said earlier, you know mm-hmm. I think that they will definitely win a division. It's just a question of whether or not they can compete in AFC outside of their division. That's the question. I mean I don't I don't know, I don't know. And I think that. If I had to pick, you know, and truly, this is this is, a, this is a homer pick for me. But if I got to take Justin Herbert or Carson Wentz, I'm taking Justin Herbert. So you know, if we, if it's down coming down, who plays better at quarterback, and they got to face the
1: Chargers first round, I'm picking Justin Herbert. Of course, yeah, so. yeah, of course, and I'm not I'm not hiding that it's a hating pick, right.
0: Okay,
1: yeah, so you know long I'm cool. No, 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 hate, no, no hiding there. All hate, no hiding.
0: Okay, all right, cool. I'm good with yeah. it. There. I'm good with <laughs> it. There. Okay, so, so, with, so yeah, so I mean, that I mean, I think we're both in the green, so they, die, they may not go far, but at least they we know for sure that something drastically changes that they are a playoff team,
1: exactly, exactly. And with that. Uh, the last question in our, where you're at sec, uh, segment is how good would the dolphins be with Tua horrible? I don't,
0: I don't like it. I don't, I, I don't like, I don't like it. it. Don't make me feel good at all. Don't like anything about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I really feel like they're, there. There are, they give me the same feeling that the Vikings give me in the NFC. Like I really hate, I love their team. I hate their quarterback. Hmm. I do. Mm. I love I listen. If you if Deshaun Watson was on this team right now, they would be a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. With that defense, okay. that, that those backs, those receivers, and a franchise quarterback like Deshaun Watson, they are they are they give the Bills a run for their money for the division right now. Okay. But with Tua, I mean, come on now. They they they, they barely beat a rebuilding Patriots team when Mac Jones first game started. Mm-hmm. And they, and they are literally a Damon Harris fumble away from losing. But David right. Harris fumbled in, in field goal range, and gave him the ball back to let not them win that game. So it didn't not. win the game for him. You know him and Mac Jones pretty much had comparable numbers, and you are a second year starter, sir. Right. I just don't think. I just don't think he made with the right stuff. I just don't think he's the franchise quarterback. I think he's gonna hold this this franchise back and fulfilling their full potential. And then we know, just like anybody else knows, you you gotta you gotta maximize your chances early, especially when you have a young quarterback. You gotta have a young quarterback and the right quarterback. Because if you don't, when he gets expensive or well, you got to pay for a quarterback, then you're going to have to let some guys go that you need. You're cool. not going to have an Xavier Howard on your team anymore. You're not going to have a Devontae Parker. Jalen is going to get expensive at some point. You know what I mean? You know, so what what do you do? You know, I mean, what do you do? I th- I just don't think that – I think they're doing right by having a young quarterback. They just have the, right, they just have the wrong one. I'm sure mm. they kick themselves, which I love. I'm sure they kick themselves when I draft Justin. Because you know, let's be honest, if Justin Herbert was on the team right now, think about how good they would be.
1: Very good. Exactly. Very
0: good. Very exactly. good. So I, I just I just don't think I don't think they're not they're not he's not built with the right stuff. I just don't think he's a franchise quarterback. And I think that you, you might let's be look let's look at it. Mac Jones and Jalen Hurst might be the best two out of the three that they're talking about Alabama quarterbacks right now. Jalen Hurst had a yeah. great game today. You know, yeah, Mac Jones did. had a he solid did. game today. So we might be talking about by the end of the season, I'd be saying that the two Good Alabama quarterbacks are, you know, Hurts and, and Jones, and that too.
1: So we'll see. So what's your take? Uh, listen, I don't think they make any noise. I think they're going to win a couple games, but uh, I agree with I wouldn't say he's horrible, but I also would say that he was tremendous in college. He's going to be, to me, probably a strong bottom tier to competent backup quarterback okay. soon.
0: Okay, I'm. I'm not going to argue that. I just like I said. I just don't think he's built to be a, a NFL quarterback. I just think. I think he's too short. You know, he's not mobile. And I mean, think like this: if you not a
1: Russell Wilson,
0: he's not. He's not a Kyler Murray. You yeah. know, you gotta have. You gotta be elite at something.
1: Right, you know, he's not right. elite
0: or anything. He don't have elite arm talent. You don't right. have elite size. He don't have elite speed. You know, I mean, again, they're gonna win games like you said. They're gonna win games on defense and special teams. That's how they wanted it that day. Mm-hmm. When a diva, again, when defense special because that's what Bill Belichick does. That's a and Flores is a Bill Belichick disciple. Yep. so they're gonna win. They're special teams and the defense gonna be solid. Whether mm-hmm. they quarterback can win, you you know, cannot cost you games in the long run? Is gonna be the it's gonna be the determining factor. But right, yet again, he can he take them far. Highly doubtful. Highly doubtful.
1: Highly doubtful. Look at that. Look at that. Just that simple. Yep. Just that simple. Tua, Tua. To what are you gonna what? Tua, what would you do for you i was trying to come up with something smooth it didn't play out right <laughs> damn it okay so with that being said there we go now we're gonna transition now into the weekly picks coach what do you have uh for us a- in our weekly picks the lockdown defense blitz section
0: well i mean we only got two games to pick because we be doing a show on sunday versus saturday but uh I would say that the Rams win the win the night. They're up thirteen to seven right now. Uh, the Beige Water Pistol has thrown a touchdown, so they're so they're uh, only down.
1: Uh, I well, love
0: that. Only down six, <laughs> but uh, I think that the, the Rams do win the game. Um I think the Ravens roll tomorrow night against the Raiders. So um, uh-huh. those are my two picks for those particular games. So uh, what's your take?
1: Well, you know what? Let's add a Thursday night game in.
0: Let's do that. Let's do that. I'm glad you brought that up because I do. We definitely would have missed that one. So yeah.
1: Yeah. So you got the Giants and, and Washington on the Thursday night game.
0: Ugh. Ugh. That's that's, Ugh. that's rough to call because <laughs> I don't. I'm not a Daniel Jones enthusiast right now. Mm. Um, you had some. She had some moments today. I, I got. He had some moments, but they were again they were a little too late. Uh, but. But again, you got Taylor Heideke quarterback in the football team versus uh Brian Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. So um, where is that game? Is that game in New York? Or is it's it, in it Washington? Is it Washington? Uh, mm-hmm. uh. uh I don't, that's a tough call. Like, I, I literally could, I, I was if I was betting it, I would stay away from it because I don't want the the line is gonna be something I don't want to be involved in. But right. if I gotta pick a winner. I'm gonna go with Daniel Jones and the Giants by slim margin.
1: Okay, okay, Daniel Jones. Okay, so um, my picks: uh, Rams, Bears. Clearly, I'm going with the Rams. Ravens, Raiders. Uh, I'm. You know what? I'm going to because the Raiders have stability and the Ravens are dealing with these injuries. I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to take this win emotionally. Um, okay. Yeah, they're going to take this 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 game emotionally. And when you look at Giants in Washington, uh, I know Chase Young is high on Henneke. Uh, McLaurin, uh, Scary Terry is high on number four. So I'm going to go with the Washington football team. Uh, being in at home, will pull out uh, pause. We'll win <laughs> this game against the Giants. Now, here's a question I have for you as we wrap up. Okay. Is there a curse on the Washington Football Team's field when it comes to quarterbacks? It could be. Well, I mean, Alex. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Yeah. Heineke got hurt. Yeah. And now Fitzpatrick gets hurt. So don't forget the RG3
0: on. a few years ago.
1: RJ, RG3 yep. gets hurt. If you look at it, Dwayne Haskins just fizzled out, so you can't say injury for him. Right. But when you look at it, their last four out of five quarterbacks have all been hurt at home. Yep. Again, that goes back to me saying
0: something about their field. I think it's their field. I would I, If I played... Like I would, if it, if a game didn't matter one way or the other, I might want to sit out if I had to play on that field. If I was a opposing team, like look, like if I was like if I was a, like on the charge of the day, like yeah. you know, I was a, I was a situational guy, I was a rotational guy. Like you know what, my my hip kind of tight this week. My hip kind of tight. Yeah, my I, hamstring I'm, tight. Coach. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna think I'm gonna sit this one out. I don't want to tear my knees up. Yeah. I, I think it's that field, man. I don't know what it is about that field. Or I mean, I, I hate to uh, well, I ain't gonna say I hate to throw shade, but I'm, I'm 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 gonna throw it. It could be just in karma. Think about, think about mm. all the drama they've been dealing with their front office stuff for the past four to five years. All the you know the ten million dollars settlement that they had to pay out. All the all the uh, uh, racial and bias uh, scrutiny they faced over the past you know four to five years. And just that could just be coming back to bite you, right? You know, so right. if you're a person that believes in karma, it just could be your karma coming back to get you, you know, because you've been doing dirty business behind the scenes. So that just literally could be your your Achilles heel because you literally are are just having to face the music of your of your dirty deeds.
1: So. There you have it. There you have it. I believe in it. Just a it's it's one of those fields, man. It's 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 not good for players, it's you not. know, for some reason. So yeah, man. Um the, I don't it know got JK
0: Dobbins this year too. Don't forget that.
1: The, see, you know what? They almost had us thinking we was crazy, but we didn't talk about JK Dobbins and he got hurt. so
0: nope.
1: you know I don't want the I don't want that feel to energy to come over here so I'm just okay. gonna <laughs> leave that right right where it is okay um but yeah, that's our uh, that's our moment, that's our conversation and that has been our wrap up. So as it stands right now, if you're tuning in as you're tuning in, you're listening. The Rams are leading the Bears at halftime 13-7. And then tomorrow, uh, they you have the Ravens and the Raiders at 8-15 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a lot of good, good, good games coming up in week two as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Some highlights next week coming up. You have... Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You have the Cowboys and the Chargers. That should be a very good game. They're going to be playing at the SoFi Stadium. Yes, sir. And you should see two high powered offenses uh, going on. And then, based off what happens tomorrow, this could be an interesting game between the Chiefs and the Rays, Ravens next Sunday. So, those uh, are two games.
0: I, 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 I beg the difference, but go ahead,
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm. I'm just saying it may be interesting because again, will the Chiefs be the leading contenders coming out the AFC again, or will the Raven? Yeah, you're right. The Ravens, the Ravens' best case scenario is finishing number two right now. But I am interested to see how this running back situation. I'm curious. Plays to see the, out.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing how it goes tomorrow too, and then how that's going to lead into uh, next week. But I, the, even if they play in Baltimore, which they are. I, I have no confidence that the Chiefs are going to not roll the Ravens like they normally do. <laughs> you know they always You're say, right. they paid right. I... them the last couple of, what, last two or three years and they mm-hmm. in the regular season they rolled them each time. They just that's their that's their kryptonite. That's the mm-hmm. Ravens' kryptonite right now. So they fix that, they're never going to get get past. It.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was looking to make it suspenseful in some ah. way, but it's it's ah. not suspenseful at all. We ah. we no one's expecting for the Ravens to beat the. That's Chiefs. That's around
0: be like thirty one to three.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. It mess around and be a Saints game. Right there, you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's it, Coach. Another segment down.
0: Episode 35 is in the books. Hopefully,
1: in the books, baby. Hopefully,
0: Book we'll be back on regular schedule next week to uh, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You just twitch.tv forward slash lockdown defense sports. Follow us there. Follow us on our social medias. Lockdown defense on Twitter. Lockdown defense sports on everywhere else. Uh, follow our Twitch channel as well. So you get those notifications that we go live and lock down Divas Sports on YouTube. In uh, meantime, in between time, I am Coach Divas. That's Coach Kurt. Until next week, we'll see you when you see you. Step up and lock it down.